Last week we discussed the concept of a Dover Ha'avud, which means when there's a financial impact to the employer or the employee reneging on the agreement. We discussed the case of where there's no financial impact, but there was a Kenyan involved. In that case also, there are uh, penalties for the employer and the employee. We're going to go back now and discuss a case <coughs> of where there was a financial penalty. For example, that there was work available, and because the employer reneged on the agreement of the, uh, with these employees, they lost that other opportunity that they could have had. So now they're left with nothing. Therefore, there's a halacha that they're chayev to pay. Now, what's the rationale behind the halacha? Obviously, everyone's going to say, what do you mean? You caused them a loss. So we're going to discuss that. We're going to look at it a little bit in detail. What does that mean? What exactly is the, um, is the mechanism behind the chiv? So let's read the Gemara again that I involve him in base. A person hires workers, and either one backs out, and the other, they have the right to bear a grudge against each other, they can have a grievance, a tarumis, which we explain to mean, is talking about a case where there's no financial loss, it's just a question of tarumis. However, says the Mishnah, if the donkey drivers went and they did not find the wheat that they had to transport, or the workers that were coming to irrigate the field found that the field was already irrigated, let's say there was a rainstorm that the Balabias was aware of that he forgot to tell them might be coming, he pays the workers a full salary, the full salary in this context means what they would take for doing nothing instead of working. Therefore, because he caused them the loss, he has to pay them. At the beginning of the Mishnah, had said where there was no loss, there's no financial penalty. Where there was a loss, there is a financial penalty. Tysus wants to know why is there no financial penalty even in the first case, even when there's no financial loss. Taisa has a question as follows. Kashalari. Taisa there must be in themselves out of rooms. Kashalari. The whole Kaimalinka mayor, the Doyle Dina de Garmi, we hold like a mayor that holds that the Allah called Garmi. What's Garmi? Garmi means that there's a direct form of indirect damage. I'll explain what that means. We know there's something called a groma. A groma means indirect damage. Indirect damage. The Gemara and Akainis gives many examples of what's considered an indirect damage. Opening a gate, an animal runs out and damages a different field, that's considered an indirect damage. Now, if a person does an indirect damage, he's potter b'dinei adam, chayi b'dinei shemayim. He's potter, Bezdin does not have the right to be you, but you have to pay b'dinei shemayim, which we said at some time, and sometimes Bezdin will use the chayi b'dinei shemayim to somehow balance out of shara or different things. But it's definitely a chiyah b'deshamayim, but it's not actionable in Bezdin. However, garmi is actionable in Bezdin. Garmi is considered more direct than that. For example, a person takes a star. It says in the star, Ruben owes Shimon a million dollars. He takes a star and throws it into the fireplace. And now there's no proof whatsoever to this million dollar loan. 
So he almost directly caused that Shimon now lost a million dollars that Reuven owes him. That concept is called garmi. The, the, what exactly classifies something as garmi is an extensive discussion in the Paiskim. There's basically two ways to look at it. Either garmi is just simply a knas that Chazal gave cases which are more common. That's the opinion that holds that garmi is more of a derabonon. There's an opinion that holds that garmi is the raisa, which is that because it's directly done with literally with the person's hands, and it's a damage that happens immediately, and it's guaranteed to happen, that's considered more direct than a grama. So we can call it a direct form of indirect damage. And therefore, it would be chayev. So Taisa says, when a person hires workers that could have had a job yesterday, and today they don't have a job, so why is it only a question of tarumis? It should be a case of garmi. It's a very direct form of indirect damage. Now again, there was no actual loss over here, but there was no gain either. They could have had a job yesterday and did not get the job. Did they have the money of the other job that they lost? No, but they would have been able to make money. So because of that, it's classified as a garmi. So Tyson says, So even in a case of tarumis, you should have to pay at least like a pile bottle. Because through your guarantee to the workers that they can have a job, they gave up the other job opportunity. So Taisus says, that when you back down on them, they'll still find another job. When we call Malkam Yeshalov Tarumis, still they can have a complaint against you. Now they're going to only find through Tircha. And Taisus says it's foul. And that's what the Brysa says in the next segment, that there's a difference between the fact that they went to pick up the wheat, or to come irrigate the field. We could have said that the case is told me they never went, but they just lost another job opportunity. Why do we have to have a Brysa telling me a case that they went and there's no job? Let's say they didn't go. Both cases of, of no loss and a case of a loss, we'll talk about where they didn't go. The difference will be, says Tysus, the difference was, did they give up another job that they could have had? Why do, you to, why do you have to come on to a case of where they went in order to be Mechai of them? So says Tysus, the truth is, you're right. But the Torah is talking, the Torah is explaining it to you the way that it's commonly going to happen. Tysus says as follows, um, you're right, you could have said this difference this is the common case that once the workers leave the station they're not going to find any more people Someone, no one else is going to be coming to look for workers so they're not going to get another job that day but if they didn't go, there's a chance that someone will come looking for workers and they'll get another job. There'll still be a chance for the workers to get another job if it's still early enough to find the other job. So Tysus is telling you that the Mishnah's din of Halchu, Hapayalim, to go, the Chamarim, Lemasu Tvua, the beginning, going, this concept of starting a job is just another way of saying that you gave up a different job opportunity. 
In the previous year, we spoke out that the Ramban, even though he agrees fundamentally that you are chayiv if you cause someone to lose another job opportunity, the Ramban explains that the Bryce is not talking about a, a, a loss of garmi, rather it's just talking about a kinyan, a pilon, that means to say that a worker who starts a job immediately obligates the balabayas to pay him if the balabayas backs out, even if there was no other loss. That means to say, even if the the workers can still get another job, or I'm sorry, if they could have had another, could have not had another job, they can get another job. They can run and say later on, but they could have not had another job, uh, and they they never gave up anything. So they, since they never gave up anything, um, you would you would argue according to Tysus there was no loss, there was no garmi. Still, the Ramban says yes, there's still a chiv because of the concept of Kenyan spirit pilots. That's the, the logic that Tysus is using. Ma- mainly, is using the logic of mazik for the chiv. The logic of mazik of garmi is telling you that a pile or a balbais that backs out on the other person and causes this kind of damage has the chiv of garmi. The Ritva in Baba Metziah, the Fayyim Gimel and Beis, brings down a totally different logic for the Chiyav of Schir's pilot. Now, this logic that we're about to introduce is brought down in other places in Shas, but it's not a Mazik kind of logic. It's not based on damages and torts. Rather, it's based simply on Arvus, on um, sort of a gar- being a guarantor or guaranteeing something for someone. The Gemara discusses in different places that there's a concept called Arvus. Arvus works that if a person guarantees a loan, he becomes obligated to pay the loan. Now, what obligates you to pay the loan? So the Ritva, I'm sorry, so the Gemara says what obligates you to pay a loan is the fact that you have enjoyment, that you're trusted, that what your word means something, people relied on your word in order to lend money, therefore, <coughs> therefore, you're, you're, you have that enjoyment and you're willing to obligate yourself to pay the money. So the Ritva, on the Fayim Gimel and Beis, quotes his Rebbeim. The Ritva says, in the name of his Rebbeim, the same kind of concept applies to Schirr's Pilem as well. Says the Ritva, Umayri Harav Tiritz, approximately by the end of the piece in the Ritva, this is in the Ritva Chadashim, there's two Ritvas about Metziah, the Ritva Chadashim, the Fayim Gimel and Beis, the Ramas Mam. He quotes at the end, Umayri Harav Tiritz, my Rebbe said, He's talking about a case where there was a person that promised to do something for someone and he backed out. We'll skip another few lines. He still has to pay that which caused him a loss through his promise. The Samachalei, with that enjoyment, this Hano, that he relied on him, that enjoyment that he relied on kept his word, he's chayv mishum arev. He's chayv as a guarantor. V'zeh inyan s'chiris poilim d'apirkin d'lekamon. This is the concept of s'chiris poilim, which we discuss later on. Shechayovim l'shalim l'balabayis, ma'ashem mafzik shechazur b'hem, that they have to pay the balabayis, that, that which they lost because they backed out. O'yi shebalabayis chayv l'shalim l'hem, ma'ashem mafzidim, t'kivan shesom chuzel zeh, 
נסחייבו זה בזה, ומה שיפסידו על פיו, וזה דין גודל. Since they have this, uh, so to speak, enjoyment, agreement, uh, I guess, trust in each other, that they, that they feel like they're able to be a trustworthy party to such an agreement, people want to back their word. They want to look good, and therefore they commit to back their word, even, with finan- even financially, that means if they back out, they're basically inherently saying that even if we back out, we're going to make sure that you get the job done. That's the concept of Arvis. So the Ritva is giving another rationale why there's a chiv to pay for backing out. If the Balabayas backs out, he has to pay for the, the loss that they could have had another job yesterday and they did not. That's not because of Tysus' logic of Mazik. It's not connected to a damage. Rather, it's connected to the concept of Arvus, of guaranteeing that the job will get taken care of at all costs. So now the all costs does not mean everything that's involved. It means the cost that's involved in hiring other workers. But that cost is going to be subsidized by the first worker or the, fir- or the balabayas uh, if they back out. That's the concept of Arvis, which is discussed. So again, we have two pshatim so far. One is Taisus' pshat, that the chiv is because of damages. And the other pshat is the ritva's pshat, that the chiv is because of Arvis. That's the other pshat. Now the Shulchan Aruch, in Simon Shinlam and Gimel Siv Beis, seems to be going with the rationale of the Ritva, of Arvus, because he refers to the damage as a Dovra Avud. Dovra Avud is, is used in the Rishonim not as necessarily as a concept of Mazik, more as a concept of this promise that you had, that you made, this Arvus kind of concept that you promise. So the Mechaber says like this, They were not able to get another job yesterday. They would have had another job the day before. And now they cannot get another job. This is considered a Dabra Avod and he has to pay. And then the Shulchan Aruch brings down, that's if he did not make a kidney or did not start the work. But, im holchu, if they started the work, even if they were not going to find another job yesterday, he has to pay them the full price of a pile bottle. So the Shulchan Aruch is clearly dividing the discussion of the Gemara along the lines, uh, not like Taisis, along the lines of the Ramban and the Ritva, that the concept of going, starting a Malacha, is chayv, even if there was no other job available yesterday, there was no loss. On the other hand, when he discusses if there was another job, in the beginning of the Sif, Sif Beis, he talks about, he refers to it as a Dabra Avud, this kind of loss seems to not necessarily be a Mazik concept, but it seems to also flow with the Ramban's a concept which is, could be arguably coming from the, the Ritva as well, that it's an Arvis kind of halacha where you're mechaiv yourself to back up your word. So if he, if he had another opportunity, that's also included in that chiv to back up your word, and you pay them for that. Now the Sma, interestingly enough, refers to Dabra Avud as Garmi. Basically he's connecting the Lashon of the Shulchan Aruch to Taisus, but the other Paisans disagree with the Sma's 
um, comparison, and therefore they refer to more of a chiyav of it. Now, if we go back to Taisus and we look at it as a concept of a mazik, we have to, uh, which is again a chiyav midin garmi. The the concept of a mazik in this case is not so clear. In Mitzvah Hashem, we're going to talk a little bit tomorrow. Um, the, the words of the Ketais in the beginning of the Simon, where the Ketais goes into the Shiloh of, he brings a Shiloh from his son, his son asked the Shiloh in Sifkat and Bey, the Ketais quotes his son, Marina Rabbi Yosef Daiver, he asks from a Gemara that the Gemara discusses a person who actually locked his friend up in a, in a box and he didn't allow him to um, I'm sorry, he locked his friend's store up he locked his friend's store up, and he did not allow his friend to sell anything. So the Gemara says that that, that potter, it's only called a mevatel kisar shachavere. If you lock your friend's store up, and you don't allow him to conduct business, you didn't cause him an actual loss. What you did was, you were mevatel kisar. It means to say you prevented him from a gain. So there's a difference between causing a loss and preventing a gain. Says the the son that Nachira, when a person had a job opportunity and he accepted another one, thereby forfeiting the first one, again that's not a loss. That's just not having a gain. So where do you find a chiv of garmi? Why is that considered garmi? So tomorrow, Mr. Shem, we're going to go into this a little bit to discuss why exactly Tosis views this as a garmi.